understand it. You got a helper, or do you, are you good? Okay, oh, cool. Excellent. Barrett's not going? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Wow, what a blessing. Graduates, uh, congratulations. You guys are awesome. Uh, we have a lot of great young people. And um, I'm becoming more and more comforted by the fact that we've got some Christian young people that are going to be taking over the helm here at church and in our community and then, of course, ultimately in our nation. And so that's a, a great blessing. So this message is entitled Getting Ready. Uh, certainly our graduates are getting ready uh, for the next phase in their life. Uh, but, you know, um, when we think about the families of fallen soldiers, you know, they're kind of getting ready too. Uh, their hopes and their prayers are that there's going to be a day when they're going to be able to see their loved one again. And so that's what today's all about. And uh, I'm going to ask you that question. Are you ready? So because tomorrow is Memorial Day, I found it fitting to remind you of what occurred on March the 16th, 1942. That day was a dark chapter in American and Filipino forces as the Japanese invaded the Philippines. Shortly after they invaded, General Douglas MacArthur is commanded to lead his troops out of the Philippines. Reluctantly, MacArthur leaves, but before he leaves, he utters perhaps the strongest, most piercing words that he could have said. He said, I shall return. When he made that promise, people thought he was crazy. But roughly two and a half years later, General Douglas MacArthur landed once again on Philippine soil and he said, people of the Philippines, I have returned. And then he, along with the, Jap the Filipino forces, drove the Japanese out of the Philippines. So today, whether you're a graduate or a family member of a fallen soldier, the message is the same. Jesus has promised, I shall return and you better be ready. Today, I want to share with you four ways that we can expect the return of Jesus to occur. The first of which is, Jesus will return personally. Jesus will return personally. In John chapter 14, the Lord said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, listen up, I will come again. I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may also be. 
I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may also be. Friend, listen up. The Lord will not fail to return for everyone who has placed their faith and their trust in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I will come again. After the final instructions of Jesus were given, after his crucifixion, after he was raised from the grave, and he gathered the boys together, and he gave those final instructions in the book of Acts, I want you to hear a little bit about what happened as the Lord ascended to heaven. Listen carefully. In Acts chapter 1, verse 9, the Bible says, Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them, both in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing here gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, this same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in like manner as you saw him go up into heaven. What an unforgettable moment to see the Lord Jesus ascend into heaven only to hear he's coming back the same way. This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go up. So the first coming is over. The second coming is now the goal. The same Jesus will return personally. Just as Jesus ascended physically, visibly into the clouds, so too he will return personally to establish his kingdom. The Apostle Paul declared to the, the believers in Thessalonica, a church not unlike ourselves. He said, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. With the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God. Now, if you're anything like me, you said, okay, well, when the Lord descends from heaven with a shout, what's he going to shout? What's he going to shout? What's he going to shout when the Lord returns to a world filled with suffering, filled with crime, filled with poverty? When the Lord returns to a world of war, cruelty, and starvation? When the Lord returns to a world of sickness, perversion, and immorality? What in the world is he going to shout? Enough! What do you mean, Bill? Enough. Enough suffering. Enough starvation. Enough terror. Enough death. Enough lives filled with hopelessness. Enough sin. Enough depravity. Enough sickness. Enough disease. Enough sadness. Enough time. Enough. 
And he ain't sending no archangel to say it. He's not going to send some heavenly being to say it. No, Jesus has declared that he will return personally to collect his own. But mark this down. Jesus will also return unexpectedly. In Mark chapter 13, the Lord said, But of that day and hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor even the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, therefore, watch and pray, for you do not know what the time is. It's like a man who's going to a far country who left his house and he gave authority to his servants and to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. You watch, therefore, as you do not know when the master of the house is coming. Might be the evening. Might be at midnight. Might be at the crowing of the rooster or in the morning lest coming suddenly he finds you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch, watch, watch. No one knows, but only the Father. Friend, are you expecting Jesus to return? Are you ready for Jesus to return, or are you sleeping? There are many Christians who simply aren't ready like they should be. National Geographic captured some incredible color photos of the swift and terrible destruction that wiped out the entire city of, the, of Pompeii in the year 79. AD. The explosion of Mount Vesuvius was so sudden, the residents were all in the midst of their daily routines. Men and women were shopping at the market. The rich people were in their luxurious baths. Slaves were just working away. And they all died as a result of that volcanic ash, the, the lava, and also the superheated gases. Even pets suffered the same quick and final fate. Can you imagine the panic that was going on when Mount Vesuvius blew its top? The saddest part about that is, is they didn't have to die that way. Ancient Roman writers recorded weeks, weeks of rumblings and shakings that preceded the actual eruption. Even an ominous plume of smoke was visible for weeks before the eruption if they'd only responded to the volcano's warning. You know, we have similar rumblings in our world today. 
warfare, earthquakes, crime to beat the band. There's a volcano over in Hawaii right now showing itself. Nuclear threats, economic woes, and the decay of family and moral values. I believe that all those things do point to a coming day of judgment. Friend, the only question that remains is are you ready? During his expedition to the South Pole, a man named Ernest Shackleton had to leave some of his men on Elephant Island. And he told those boys, he said, guys, I will return. I'll come back and get you. But over and over again, he was delayed. And by the time he was finally able to return, the sea had frozen solid. He couldn't get there. No access anymore. Three times, Ernest tried and couldn't get there. Finally, on the fourth try, he broke through the ice and found this little narrow channel. And much to his surprise, when he got to Elephant Island, he found the crewmen waiting for him. Their supplies were packed, and they were ready to board the ship. And he said, how did you know to be ready for me? And they all told him, we didn't know when you would return. We just knew that you would. You see, every morning, the crew leader would take down his tent, roll up his bag, pack up his gear, and tell the boys, get your things ready. The boss might be coming today. That crew leader did them a phenomenal favor by keeping them prepared. Friends, listen very carefully. If you're listening, say amen. I want you to expect the unexpected. I want you to be ready. Expect the unexpected because Jesus is coming personally and he's coming unexpectedly. And we need to always, say always, we need to always be about the Father's business. You know, we think that this life is so long. Oh, but friend, life is short. James said it's but a mist, just a vapor that's here a second and gone the next. But Jesus will also return quickly. God's perfect word is the only reliable source we have for when Jesus is coming back, right? You cannot get caught up in the words of men who are trying to foretell and tell you, hey, Jesus is coming back tomorrow, when they don't have a clue. The word of God is the only thing that, that tells us, and he himself says in the closing words of the Bible, Surely, I will come quickly. 
I will come quickly. He says, I'll come quickly, but yet he's delayed his return for 2,000 years. What is up with that? If Jesus is coming back so quickly, then what is taking so long? Been a lot of skeptics and believers to juggle that question around. But the Apostle Peter tells us why God's timing is so perfect. He says that God is giving this sinful world ample opportunity to turn from their wicked ways and come to Christ. In fact, the word says, beloved, don't forget. Don't forget this one thing. With the Lord, listen here. With the Lord, one day is as a thousand years. And a thousand years is only like one day to the Lord. But the Lord is not slow concerning his promise, as some people concern slowness. But he's long-suffering. He's patient not willing that any should perish, but that all should turn from their wicked ways and come to the Lord. So think about this. On the Lord's timetable, Jesus has only been gone two days. Friend, Jesus said, if people try to tell you, look, he's out there in the desert, don't you go out there. He says, if people tell you, look, he's in the inner room, don't believe it. For as lightning comes from the east to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Friends, Christ's return will be unmistakable. When he comes, you're going to know it. You hear that? Say amen if you know it. When he comes, you're going to know it. Paul wrote, that Christ's return will happen in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. Jesus will return quickly. Like lightning. His return. Will happen instantly. Suddenly. And it will be clearly visible. To everybody. So he'll return personally. He's going to return unexpectedly. He's going to return quickly. Are you ready? Graduates, are you ready? Are you ready? Finally today, Jesus will also return triumphantly. Back in Mark 13, Jesus said, but in those days after that, the tribulation, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light. The stars of heaven will fall, the powers in heaven will be shaken, then they will all see the Son of Man coming in the clouds, listen to this, with great power and glory. And he will send his angels to gather together his elect from the four winds, from the farthest parts of the earth to the farthest parts of heaven. When Jesus returns, it's going to be with great power and great glory. That's going to be a spectacular, momentous, gigantic, wonderful moment for some. For some. 
Because on that day, the one that was spit upon and crucified is going to be vindicated as the Lord of glory. On that day, the meek and lowly Lamb of God will appear as Jehovah God himself. On that day, the sacrificial lamb will descend as the, the Lion of Judah, triumphant. On that day, the despised carpenter is going to come as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Are you ready? Are you ready? Friend, this is the moment that all of creation has groaned for for thousands of years. Thousands of years, but just two days to the Lord. So what do you do now? What do we do now? Can I encourage you to prepare with urgency? Jesus said, you also be ready. Say, be ready. Be ready. Be ready for the Son of Man is coming at a time you don't expect. Do you remember Noah? Noah? who having been warned by God about something that had never happened before, moved. He moved with godly fear. He obeyed God and he prepared the ark for the saving of his household. And through his faithful obedience was made right with God. Prepare with urgency. How about let's wait with patience. We must patiently endure the trials of life. We just got to keep doing what God told us to do. Do you hear me? Keep doing what God told you to do. Keep doing the right thing. Keep doing what you know is right. What you know God told you to do last. Prepare with urgency. Wait with patience. Watch with anticipation. Friends, Paul wrote to Titus and he said, let's look forward forward. Look forward to the blessed hope and appearing of our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look forward to it. If you're born again child of God, if you place your faith in Jesus Christ, you ain't got nothing to worry about. If you're not ready, on the other hand, if you're not ready, the challenge is great for you. Finally, especially as believers, let us be working with zeal. How about let's work doing God's work with a little passion, with a little love, with a little energy, with a little enthusiasm? Matthew 24, 46, the Bible says, Blessed is the servant whom his master finds faithfully doing what he's been asked to do. Here's a big question for you. You ready for it? Here's a big question for you. You ready for it? Here it comes. Would Jesus find you doing what he's asked you to do? Would Jesus find you doing what he's asked you to do? I read that was the night before Jesus came and all through the house not a creature was praying not one in the house 
Their Bibles were laid on the shelf without care in hopes that Jesus would not come there. The children were dressing to crawl into bed, not once ever kneeling or bowing their head. And mom in her rocker with baby in her lap was watching the late show while I took a nap. When out of the east there arose such a clatter, I sprang to my feet to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash. I tore open the shutters and I threw open the sash. When what to my wondering eyes would appear, but angels proclaiming that Jesus is here with light like the sun sending forth a bright ray, I knew in a moment this must be the day. The light of his face made me cover my head. It was Jesus returning just like he said. And though I possessed worldly wisdom and wealth, I cried when I saw him in spite of myself. In the book of life which he held in his hand was written the name of every saved man. He spoke not a word as he searched for my name. When he said it's not here, my head hung in shame. The people whose names who had been written with love, he gathered to take to his Father above. With those who were ready, he rose without sound while all the rest of us were left standing round. I fell to my knees, but it was too late. I had waited too long and thus sealed my fate. I stood and I cried as they rose out of sight Oh, if only, if only I'd been ready tonight. In the words of this poem, the meaning is clear. The coming of Jesus is drawing so near. There's only one life, and when it comes the last call, we'll find that this Bible was true after all. Graduates, if Jesus returned today, would he find you doing what he asked you to do? If Jesus returned today, could you say without a shadow of a doubt that he'd take you with him to heaven whatever you do don't be left behind the Bible says that but now once at the end of the ages 
Jesus has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time, apart from sin, for salvation in the last day. Jesus said, I will come again. And Jesus has never, ever not kept his word. Are you ready? Let me pray with you. Father in heaven, our dear Lord and Master above, you and you alone know the hearts, minds, and spirits of men and women. It's not our business to judge. It's not our business.